0: Breast cancer, prostate cancer, case reports there are with lung cancer and lung cancer metastases to the brain. And there are a lot of studies that use ketogenic or ketosis to, to address cancer. And now we explain those effects by deuterium depletion. The Rational View is a weekly series
1: hosted by me, Dr. Alan Scott, providing a rational, evidence-based perspective on important societal issues produced by soapbox media the world needs evidence-based public policy now more than ever making the right decisions should not be partisan politics please help spread the rational view by going to patron.podbean.com slash the rational view together we can make a better future Hello and welcome to another episode of The Rational View. I'm your host, Dr. Al Scott. In this episode, I'm digging deeper into the purported health effects of deuterium, a stable isotope of hydrogen. Deuterium has twice the mass of hydrogen, and it exists naturally in water. A hydrogen atom in H2O is replaced by a deuterium atom in about 150 out of 1 million atoms. This trace compound interacts chemically as hydrogen or or heavy water, but because of its weight, it has different chemical dynamics. Why is this an issue? Excess deuterium has been found to impact cell division. When it gets incorporated into proteins in the body, it can mess with their functionality. Yet at such low concentrations, it seems like it wouldn't be a significant issue. Let's get to the bottom of this. If you like what you're hearing, I would urge you to press like on your podcast app and come visit me on my Facebook group, The Rational View, and give me your comments. Dr. Laszlo Boros is a retired professor of pediatrics at the UCLA School of Medicine, the co director of the Stable Isotope Research Laboratory at the Lundquist Institute for Biomedical Innovations, an investigator at the Clinical and Translational Research Institute. At the Harbor UCLA Medical Center. He is the inventor of the Human Deutenome Project in order to map the distribution of deuterium in the human body with structural and functional interpretations as it relates to disease and health. Born and educated in Hungary, his medical background includes a focus on pancreatic cancer and stable isotope technologies to study diabetes and cancer cell growth in vitro. He researches the influence of metabolic processes and disorders on aggressive cancers and also vitamin transport. He is an internationally recognized expert of metabolic water biochemistry, as well as deuterium mediated kinetic isotope effects in health and disease. His most recent work targets depletion and deposition related mechanisms as the result of intracellular hydrophobic lipid membrane nanoconfinements via the quantum destabilization of protons in metabolic water. Dr. Boros, welcome to The Rational View. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you for, for, for being here. We're, we're honored to have you. Your early work uh, seems relatively understandable as a science some scientist, something you know I would hear often of medical researchers. But towards the end there, there are a couple terms that I've never heard before. Could you maybe explain to us uh, to
0: the listeners what is uh, metabolic water, for example? Yeah, so um, metabolic water is the water that your body is producing through metabolism, and for that you need food and Mm -hmm. oxygen from air, water is H2O, and uh, you obtain oxygen from air, about 21% partial pressure, and the food carries the protons or hydrogen that eventually will make water in your matrix, in your mitochondrial matrix. And uh, the water that is produced through metabolism in your mitochondria with the help of oxygen is what we call metabolic water, and this metabolic water keeps kind of a biochemical scenario of how reactions occur. It gets recycled through the sand krebs cycle. And um, so it actually runs our system. We are actually operating on proton-powered engines, and our za- exhaust fume is carbon dioxide, and our exhaust product is water, but we never see that part because it it's getting recycled is this metabolic
1: water isolated from the rest of the body bodily fluid somehow
0: yeah it is produced in the mitochondrial matrix and the matrix has membranes there's an inner membrane there's an outer membrane and this water to get out <clears throat> it if it's if it gets out in the in the form of water it needs aquapores uh, but if <clears throat> it does not get out of water, it gets recycled through the TCA cycle. And there are three steps in the TCA cycle that consume water or uses water as an exchange. One is fumarate hydratase or fumaric acid hydratase, which was discovered by Dr. Albert Sanjuri. That's why the cycle is called uh, Sanjuri-Krebs cycle. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> this fumarate hydrotase recycles this metabolic water in the mitochondrial matrix to actually run these nanomotors to produce ATP. So to to run the system practically, that's practically life. How you um, make your cells to produce water? That's also in your breath, exhale breath. So <clears throat> and it circulates in your um, tissues and and in your plasma. And apparently the water that you drink from outside is a different kind of water as far as as its chemical and isotopic composition. So this is um, kind of the new concept of, it's an old concept, but it's been introduced into biochemistry and medical sciences simply as one of the fundamental biochemical reactions and substrates to provide life and to maintain health. Okay. So another couple terms that I
1: wasn't familiar with, depletion and duposition. Are are those terms that you've coined yourself?
0: <laughs> uh I did create some of those. Um, depletion is actually depletion, but since we are depleting deuterium, it's always kind of a long word of deuterium depletion, so we just created a deu and that refers to if you deplete it, that's deuterium. Mm-hmm. So this is practically just a little catchy kind of a combination of words. And deposition is practically when you position um, deuterium to certain chemical bonds in organic molecules, or you accumulate, accumulation is another word, uh, so we are actually using deuterium. That's how we start these uh, <clears throat> these words, and then we just add the rest. You can find out what happens to deuterium if you use that kind of word in the sentence.
1: Okay. Now that there are some other con- uh, words that I'd like to get to later, but I want to follow up on on deuterium as as kind of a key to this discussion. Um, there are, you know, many. Uh, atoms in molecules and proteins and such that have other isotopes. Why uh, the focus on deuterium? What is so special about deuterium as opposed to say like potassium, which has, you know, even radioactive isotopes that are in our bodies? What is it about deuterium that makes it so important?
0: Yes. So uh, deuterium is unique and that's why it has its own name. In chemistry, uh, if you look at other stable isotopes, they just label the atomic mass uh, number, which like carbon has several isotopes and, and its first stable isotope, C13, is just, it has no unique name simply because it's the weight difference, the mass difference between the parent ion or the parent isotope And uh, the stable isotope is not as significant as in the case of hydrogen and deuterium. And it's practically a 100% increase in in size if we look at the atomic nucleus. And it's a 100% increase in mass, which is doubling the mass of hydrogen. Hydrogen is the first element of the periodic table. It's the smallest ping-pong ball in, the, in life. Practically, oxygen and, and, and carbon use hydrogen to transfer energy and, and to maintain chemical bonds and structures. <clears throat> and uh, deuterium, because it has an extra neutron in the nucleus, which is just as, which is the size of, uh, it's a little bit bigger than a proton. Uh, it's not very significant, uh, a few decimals. Uh, but uh, practically um it's it doubles the mass of hydrogen mm-hmm. adding a neutron and but chemically it's it still resides it, it would still bind to a- a- atomic structures just like hydrogen does but it elevates increases the weight by hundred mm-hmm. percent and it also has a an awful kinetic isotope effect that means it becomes ten times harder to remove deuterium once it replaces a proton in a chemical bond. So, uh, because of its weight and size, uh, the first stable isotope of hydrogen has earned its its name as the second element, as deuterium, or the second,
1: mm.
0: or the second in the row. If we, it's a Greek word, so. So practically, because of the, the large difference between the parent isotope and the stable isotope, that's why deuterium earned its name, and this this is why it's so significant in biology because it's a large if, increase. If, if just for
1: the listeners, if you think about chemical bonds as kind of springs between molecules, and you you know imagine a, a weight hanging on a spring, if you double that weight, the dynamics of that oscillation is going to change significantly. And it also changes the energy you need to knock it off of that, that spring, basically, uh, to, to create chemical reactions. So I've
0: done some... But practically, you, you invite friends over and they arrive with a SUV that doesn't fit through your gates. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's just a double size. Um, mm-hmm. It wouldn't fit in your garage or so on. It's just practically just too large to fit in biology. Yeah, I've done some
1: some very brief web research on learning about deuteronomics, as you call it, the field of of deuterium in in health, and I was actually introduced to this by a naturopath who is is uh, advocating deuterium depletion in diets and in water. It seems to be an emerging field of ongoing scientific research, as far as I can tell from the papers out there. Um, there's not a whole lot published on it, but. Uh, I've read recently, surprisingly to most listeners, I think, is that um, deuterium fractionation occurs in tissues of plants and animals. There's data that shows that plant and animal tissues are somewhat depleted in deuterium. So before we get into the potential health impacts of deuterium, you know, from the rational view, I want to look at what's the evidence? What is the well-accepted scientific data on, on the Role of deuterium, and you know, give us maybe some background on what are well-established biochemical facts on on
0: Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> it's mostly biophysics that studies atomic movements, chemical bonds, and uh, biochemistry is another field where you actually deuterium is used broadly in um, stabilized top research and in biochemistry research because. Once it gets into molecules in the form of water, it can label fatty acids, glucose, and some other products. Because the hydrogen part of water, which may be deuterium, um, it actually gets into fat and biomolecules. And uh, you can actually determine the rate of synthesis uh, based on the isotope incorporation into cells. Um, We can also measure deuterium in various body fluids and in organic molecules. And uh, indeed, um, from the Karolinska Institute, Dr. Roman Zubarev just published a paper about a year ago showing that um, the gray seals have a much higher, about 300 over 300 parts per million deuterium in their collagen because of their phenotypic challenges, because of their their life is so, um, uh, they are hunted by by sharks and, and and killer whales. So they have to escape and they are physically uh, have to be fit for a quick dive. So deuterium the is distributed, this is the deuterium part. Deuterium the, is distributed in biological living systems based on phenotypic challenges. So structural elements, because of the chemical behavior and the structural behavior of deuterium, because as what you said, so hard to remove for chemical bonds, certain a few molecules, for example, bones and cartilages, they need deuterium. So they deposit deuterium in their collagen, in their Hmm. protein uh, especially proline and hydroxyproline, these two amino acids, and th- this will provide strength to to collagen and bones. But in moving parts, for example, mitochondria and um, nanomotors, which produce ATP in our m- mitochondria, moving proteins they don't deal with uh, deuterium very easily because uh, because of its size and weight. And uh, for that matter, these very delicate proteins of these spinning nanomotors may break, and that would compromise ATP synthesis. And there are a number of papers that address the kinetic isotope effects um, of deuterium in enzyme kinetics and enzyme reactions. Uh, Dr. Judith Klimman is a very famous um, uh, scientist. Um, She's at UC Berkeley. Um, If I remember correctly, she uses uh, deuterium and deuterium-related kinetic isotope facts to study enzyme kinetics and reaction kinetics because deuterium controls those properties of those enzyme kinetics velocities and reaction kinetics very efficiently. So Mm -hmm. it seems that um, there's a whole range of applications of deuteronomics or deuterium sciences in biology, for some reason, health-related issues have now been contributed to deuterium and the unique behavior of deuterium, and this is what deuterium is, that's that's my work, practically. Mm. So you're saying that
1: um, deuterium is actually concentrated in uh, structural proteins uh, because of its, its tighter bond strength, evolution has found a way to enhance deuterium in these structural proteins. And in the energy cycle, the, the fats, say, uh, that are burned for energy, then deuterium is depleted in those tissues. Is that roughly well, correct? Well, I'm not
0: sure evolution has much to do with it. It's probably a more complicated story. Evolution is, is – it cannot be proven. There's a, a new paper in uh, genomics research that shows that actually the, the, the fundamental principles of, of evolution – especially in neo-Darwinism, spontaneous mutations cannot be proven. So uh, it's some somehow it's getting a second uh, evaluation. Uh, it's very se- seriously, severely challenging these new experiments, the idea of Darwin and evolution in general. So it's not evolution, it's probably by design. Uh, apparently we don't know how and why, but uh, it seems that... Um, Somehow, enzyme reactions are able to separate, discriminate, and uh, fractionate deuterium from protons for biological purposes. And it's not only structural proteins, but also the lifestyle of the species um, to accumulate deuterium in certain bones. For example, swans that don't live the lifestyle of gray seals they don't have much increased deuterium in their collagen, so it's it's a number of other factors that we don't know yet uh, in all details how deuterium is regulated in in living systems, uh, but it seems that uh, it's it's a very uh, robust biochemical process that have not been uh, processes that have have not been uh, explored uh fundamentally so this is, this is what uh, we are doing currently we are trying to find those mechanisms that are related to deuterium discrimination for phenotype related issues and uh it's 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 a very interesting work uh, there's a large huge team of investigators um from the MIT the Karolinska Institute and uh genomics is getting more and more popular, so um, it seems that uh, we are getting um, to the bottom of the story, but uh, evolution doesn't have much to do with this, because uh, it's scaling down to adaptation, but uh, some um, new research, especially genomics research, cannot prove the principles of that. So it's going to be an interesting story, after all. Hmm. That, that's um, okay. That's surprising
1: to hear from a scientist. Um, Why? You, you look at data. Yeah, I mean, you the, the, principle seen your... of, the principle of descent with modification is is well established. Uh, genomics and genetics and molecular clocks are very well established. <laughs> um, to, to suggest that uh, there's no evidence for evolution is 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 just not true. There's significant evidence for evolutionary no, processes. I,
0: I have to send you those original articles. Um, actually, they state that uh, neo-Darwinism is, is challenged very critically. Neo-Darwinism. I'll send you those papers. Well, I'm sure there are different flavors of
1: Darwinism that uh, there is actually quite lively debate, like punctuated equilibrium versus gradualistic Darwinism. There are certainly active scientific debate amongst different versions of evolution, but I don't think anyone questions the validity of natural selection in a scientific
0: field. What they just did. Oh, well, that's so interesting. You, you have to review that data because uh, some of these statements need some I mean, revisions. Perhaps this this
1: would be a, a good uh, follow-up for for the rational view to look into, but let's, sure. let's get back to the science of deuterium. Your papers center a lot on uh, mitochondria and nanomotors in mitochondria. And mitochondria are, are 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 things inside cells, which which they're the power plants of eukaryotic or advanced uh, cells uh, in in advanced life forms. How do mitochondria tie into deutonomics? The natural concentration of, of, of deuterium atoms is something like 150 out of a million hydrogen atoms. It's a very small fraction of all hydrogen atoms that are deuterium. How can such a small component have such an important role?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's always the first and the most important question to clarify. So um, uh, let's, let's give you an example. One, uh, it's practically, if you look at a revolving door, um, it only allows a certain size of atom just to pass through it, uh, and that's the nanomotors uh, in the mitochondria. team just cannot pass through these spinning high-velocity uh, proteins um, because of their size and because of their weight. So fast as they move, uh, this seemingly insignificant amount, 150 in a million, um, is not a whole lot unless the proton pool is moving too fast. And this hundred fifty um, particles, one of them can show up at a nanomotor, and it would just break it. And once it's, it depends on how many of these protons you move in a second, and these nanomotors do this by the thousands. Uh, a good example is that. If you're at an airport and somebody yells, like just as a hypothetical um, scenario, there's a terrorist somewhere, they shut down the airport and there's only one person. It's because the damage that they can deliver, that's what is dangerous. It's uh, <clears throat> And lower the number is, your biological threshold, your biochemistry can actually control the amount of deuterium that can make it into the mitochondria. And that's probably in the range of 130, 135 ppm the most. And so we believe that biology and adaptation was mostly timed and mostly scaled around 130 ppm. So anything above that, um, especially in food, would actually deliver significant damage to mitochondria because the protons are so quickly and so rapidly transport transferred in nanomotors that uh, you count down in a million uh, a million protons in in a matter of, of seconds. So if there's hundred, it it really the number of the team is is uh, 150, 130, a million is practically higher biochemical threshold systems or protective uh, safety um uh, mechanisms can actually control deuterium in your blood simply because water is very abundant in our body we have about 70% water and in circulation in blood it's about 12 millimole per liter and that's about three times of that of glucose the concentration so deuterium is actually very concentrated in the circulation it's it's probably the most abundant inorganic element in our circulation so for that matter um, it's really truly an important isotope and the number has to be controlled somewhere around 130 or below and so i mean these nanomotors
1: in the mitochondria are doing hydrogen or proton exchange reactions they're taking Mm -hmm. protons and doing things with them um, and they're doing this thousands of times per second. So they're mm-hmm. going to, even at 130 parts per million, they're going to, you know, every few seconds, they're going to hit a deuterium. And you're saying this damages them, or does it just slow them down?
0: It would, it would damage them uh, to a certain extent, and if they get hit several times, then they could actually become non-functional. There's a, a investigator, Dr. Uh, Abdullah Olgun, um, he studied, uh, nanomotor and deuterium interactions and pH and so on. And, uh, their, their work is very fundamental in counting out how deutium concentrations, even like small changes, the team is so significant that in physics they measure it per male. so they didn't measure as percent. they actually measure it per thousand. So they because it's um the team is 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 um, involved in all kinds of um, uh, research how to determine age of certain samples, the source of certain samples. and it seems that uh, migrating birds use, deuterium maps to, to navigate um, and uh, our taste buds can actually respond as far as action potentials to very small 1 ppm change in deuterium. So actually 1 ppm change in de- deuterium, if you talk to a physicist, is actually a very large change. And uh, for that matter, <clears throat> you need to, in biological systems, you kind of have to look at the same scenario of how Many deuterium there are in and among moving proteins and little particles, so it, it could be um, too much mm-hmm. if it's over 130 ppm. Um, and we are hoping that uh, the next few years of deuteronomics research and it's catching up, so we have more and more inquiries. Uh, it's going we can clarify most of the the remaining questions regarding as, as an interesting aside, uh, a
1: researcher that I interviewed, uh, Dr. Luca Turin, uh, wrote a book on, on smell. And uh, in his book, he said that you know you can actually smell the difference. You can smell deuterium. You can smell. That's the, right. Well, animals can.
0: Thing. Yeah, animals can, and even in humans, they can show change in action potential in uh, on in ta- on taste buds uh, using different deuterium. Um, concentrations in, in water, for example, and it's the same with animals. If, if you have a doggy, they always drink from rainwater. Uh, they always find the lowest deuterium source in the house and they want to drink um, running water, which is the lowest in deuterium because once you put them in your, in your drinking bar, the water starts evaporating, light water evaporates, and the heavy water stays behind, and the animals may not drink it if they know there is a lower deuterium source in the house, so they want to get to your, um, to your kitchen sink uh, and so on. So mm. it's, it's quite interesting how animals are still very uh, careful of what kind of water source they consume. And it has to be low low in deuterium because they can smell it or taste it. And
1: so you, you're you're claiming that lower deuterium levels are, are healthier for us. Is that the the reason they're doing that, or because you've said that you know seals need higher deuterium in their fat because it's a structural um, element?
0: Uh, no, uh, our body is able to. Uh, fractionate deuterium to select out deuterium from the proton pool and divert deuterium to certain chemical reactions that need to accumulate deuterium. You don't need to have extra deuterium in your food and your drinks for your body to separate it out. It's it's practically a um, biological threshold is around, we believe is around 130 ppm. And even below 130 30 ppm, your body can still deposit it, this is why due position and this is why we created these words that we covered in the beginning, because uh, based on biochemical reactions and team discrimination, your body can still filter it out and it can use it for, for various purposes when it's mm-hmm. needed. So you don't have to use extra deuterium to accumulate deuterium in certain organs. Your body can do that through biochemical reactions. And this is the next big chapter of deuteronomics that we're going to explore. So
1: have there been, um, you know, there's a lot of claims on the internet about health impacts of deuterium depletion. Obviously, the body works with our natural environment and the current 150 parts per million of deuterium is something that our body works with where our bodies are used to dealing with this this is how how they run have there been any significant clinical studies done on the health impacts of, of deuterium either depletion or I mean, we know that high concentrations of deuterium are definitely harmful and and you know once you rep- replace something like 14% of your hydrogen with deuterium, you're going to die um, because it screws up all of your metabolism. Are there clinical studies done on low levels of deuterium depletion and, and or enhancement that you could reference? For yeah,
0: the, yeah, there are clinical studies. There are experimental and there are clinical studies. Clinical trials, uh, randomized, uh, double-blind uh, clinical trials in prostate cancer, for example, lung cancer, and and brain cancer. Those may be case reports. And uh, <clears throat> there's also there's a broad literature we published. Dr. Gabor showed me a three, at least three or four clinical papers where we used deuterium depleted water for the treatment of various cancers, even aggressive cancers like pancreatic cancer. We can increase survival Um um, disease free survival for long periods, periods of time. And, uh, <clears throat> 150 ppm is a little bit too much. It's, it's, it's only processed food for that sense. And carbohydrates, you, this is what ketosis and fat, um, burning fat is useful. Fat is always low in deuterium. So burning fat produces low deuterium matrix or metabolic water. So that's, Beneficial. We just published a paper uh, explaining how climbing all the way to the Himalaya is possible without supplemental oxygen if we understand how deuterium is depleted from uh, uh, fatty or ketogenic uh, uh, food and uh, height improves, increases your uh, biochemical. Uh, energy production systems and sharing substrates between peroxisomes and mitochondria. It's because peroxisomes are also involved in hydrogen peroxide production and the most of the energy in the form of heat that is produced in our cells is through uh, water formation. So uh, ATP synthesis is probably providing uh, about one third of that energy. So um, after all, this water production system and this water pr- producing uh, role of mitochondria is is a whole lot more significant than we previously thought. And uh, <clears throat> this is uh, the clinical and the experimental studies are are there. If you do a peer-reviewed literature search, you can you can find a number of papers um, that show, how deuterium depletion affects certain diseases, uh, sports performance, and how increasing deuterium, especially in drinking water, um, have negative effect. Um, If you increase deuterium content in drinking water by 10%, um, our experiment animals couldn't stand up in the cage for three days because of the limbic system, the water, viscosities uh, um, you cannot really control and determine the position of your head and it has it has very uh, rapid um, effects to overload. And fortunately in nature, um deuterium, the highest deuterium levels they measure in water are, are about 160 ppm in the Dead Sea in Israel and in a very few high, uh, <clears throat> uh, evaporating water pools, but 160 is the highest that they measure in nature. So um, food is different, and biological systems are different, apparently. Um, but uh, 155, 160 ppm is what we can introduce from the from from the environment in the system in our system. Uh, I don't drink too much water, so I produce my water. So I eat mostly ketogenic. Fat-based, long-chain saturated animal uh, grazed free-range um, and uh, not grain fat animal fat, so that produces or that provides, I would say, the most optimal low deuterium or decreased deuterium um, metabolic water um, in our mitochond in my mitochondria and and people who eat like like us, we are we are following a carnivore diet for that matter. So that provides us. Uh, the lowest team level by measurement. My team level is usually, my breath is about 134, 136 ppm. And I could go lower, but this is my comfortable range. And, are, are there uh, biophysics <clears throat> studies that show the, you
1: know, that, that I've detailed the, the metabolic or the energy difference? You mentioned an anecdote about Climbing Everest, but are there actual studies that show you know energy differences based on uh, drinking of low deuterium water or, or having a ketogenic diet? Uh, that yeah, you so tie there's, to deuterium?
0: A, there's a study uh, of um, Dr. Shomiyi. They were uh, measuring lactate production and uh, uh, glucose metabolism in athletes in rowing. rowing athletes, uh, Mm -hmm. who were consuming the team depleted water, they saw a huge change, um, as far as lactate production and, uh, performance. And, uh, there's also calculations they, um, based on dietary, uh, interventions and consuming the team depleted water. They also, um, measure deuterium content in various body fluids so they can control this through food and and uh, um, water consumption and uh, based on the the clinical outcomes um, you can see how deuterium depletion in general um, um, affects your performance and there's also a number of studies where they low deuterium in various physiological systems, especially those studies are from Russia. And um, they measure various parameters at the experimental and also in the clinical phase. And actually, Russian astronauts, they have been using deuterium depleted water from the 70s because of their improved and increased performance. And ketosis, ketogenic diets are also used in the Navy seals, and um, if you look at uh, Dr. Um, Diagostino's work in uh, Florida, they they use ketogenic, natural ketogenic diets in uh, athletes, and also in um, in uh, Navy seal training. And also, this is part of the Mars mission. The Nemo 22 project was about uh, ketosis. Uh, and that d- those are because of their deuterium-depleting potentials. Those are very beneficial. Just, just, just to clarify.
1: So, ketogenic diets are, are high-fat diets, like the, the carnivore diet, for example. And the claim is that the fats are naturally de- uh, deuterium-depleted due to the 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 way they're created in bodies through these chemical fractionation processes, and eating fats and drinking low deuterium water means that it's easier on your mitochondrial nanomotors, which produce your energy,
0: or they yeah, become so, less damaged. Yeah, so fat is produced from mitochondrial citrate. Uh, so the precursor of fat synthesis, the coenzyme A is from mitochondrial citrate. So fat has to be low in deuterium because mitochondrial matrix has low deuterium. So um, the design was that uh, our mitochondria deplete deuterium, and fat can only produced from mitochondria of citrate, and for that matter, uh, fat natural fat in 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 the animal kingdom is uh, distributed with low deuterium so once we eat that and we oxidize it back to metabolic water we're going to produce deuterium depleted metabolic water in our mitochondria Mm -hmm. so it's a very simple biochemical Mm -hmm. process and it can be explained very easily but um, yes indeed that that's our natural food source for that matter and this is why carnivore dieting uh, and deuterium depletion now um, is introduced um, in the metabolic in the in the scientific literature as a depleting principle, and now there are actually clinical studies that show that uh, ketogenic diets or eating uh, have heavier fat-loaded um, natural diets. Those have um, outcomes improve out those improve outcomes. For example, in in breast cancer, um, there was just a study from the University of Chicago and uh, some other institutes institutions in the Chicago, Illinois area, um, to show that actually um, uh, women who eat a more f- of a fatty diet, and actually they measure higher circulating fat concentrations in their plasma, they have lower um, um, breast cancer incidence and their what is more important is that they don't die of their breast, so the 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 cancer has a uh, uh, much improved biological behavior. So so they they all have, uh, and these are studies. There are about nine ten studies in the peer reviewed medical literature which explains. The findings, even in population studies, by deuterium intake and deuterium differences as far as producing metabolic water from different food sources. And uh, if you go to my website, you can find those um, on on my main page. And uh, it's it's fun to read those because those are very insightful studies.
1: In yeah, the, you mentioned
0: you mentioned cancer, uh, and I, I have seen a lot
1: of associations of, of deuterium with um, in in vitro uh, measurements of cell proliferation or, or or lack of cell proliferation, I guess in in high deuterium uh, concentrations. Can you just um describe the impact of, of deuterium uh, as it's as the the studies have shown on on various cancers?
0: So uh, there are case reports, and there are also um, randomized studies. Uh, the case reports. There are probably around 20 papers that deal with deuterium concentration, deuterium depleted, water consumption, and cancer outcomes, uh, which are in the medical issue. We have a, a larger database that have not been published or have been kept for um, our own records, not mine. Dr. Gabo Shomiai is the one who started deuterium research. Uh, back in the uh, 90s, and uh, he has a very large database. So uh, breast cancer, prostate cancer, um, uh, case reports there are with lung cancer and lung cancer metastases to the brain. Um, And there are a lot of studies that use ketogenic or ketosis to, to address cancer, and now we explain those effects by deuterium depletion and ketogenic diets and cancer are, maybe there are about 30, 40 papers in a medical issue. I'm just guessing now because I, I don't review that literature that often. But what's, um, what's the mechanism here, the protective mechanism? It's because deuterium depleted metabolic water gets in, it protects your DNA from becoming unstable. because the problem with deuterium is that if it binds to your DNA or sugar backbone of the DNA, uh, there are a certain arrangement of the sugar molecules in your DNA. and if they get to the three and 5 carbon position of ribose and deoxyribose in, in, in DNA and RNA, they they actually cause a huge uh, kinetic isotope-related st- stabilis- stabilization of the DNA structure that cannot be repaired and it cannot be um, um, maintained as far as its size. So um, those DNA molecules, they keep those cells dividing. Those are mostly prominent in prokaryotes or bacteria that don't have mitochondria, they cannot deplete deuterium, so they cannot form a nucleus with packed uh, DNA. And this is what happens if you have too much deuterium in your system from various reactions in the pentose cycle. There's another uh, set of reactions called the pentose phosphate shunt or the pentose cycle that accumulates deuterium in, in sugar backbone of DNA. And it makes your DNA unstable, and those cells just keep dividing within an unlimited fashion. And once there's too much deuterium in those tumor cells, their mitochondria is broke, nanomotors are broke, so they cannot produce deuterium depleted water any longer. So you're in a kind of a, a death trap for from the cellular point of view um, that um, how to deal with the is practically, um, it's just, it's just, through divisions cells divide simply because their dna is unstable and in the meantime they um, utilize less oxygen they switch into this warburg type metabolism so they produce lactate from glucose so they retain all the deuterium for their growth and uh, and and make their dna more unstable so anaploidy, which is the hallmark of cancer when you look at the nucleus um and uh, the regulation of 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 deuterium uh through the warburg effect is practically to accumulate deuterium in dna and these metabolic imprints these metabolic phenotypes they promote cellular proliferation and and unlimited growth hmm.
1: So, um, you're, you've tied um, ketogenic diets to cancer um, control or cancer mitigation, um, or that that's been tied in the literature. And so, this is something that doctors are, are becoming aware of. Is is there any uh, widespread is there is there widespread acceptance of deuterium as the mechanism for this effect? Or is this uh, a new hypothesis? Uh,
0: well, there are um, more and more applications and, and clinical studies that show the effect of DTM of, on of cancer outcome. Um, and uh, apparently, it's not on the news, so people don't pay attention to it, and doctors neither. So it's, it's not easy, it's all molecular biology, and somehow. Doctors forgot about classic biochemistry. So they just, you know, they, it's just practically, they don't know if they studied biochemistry in high school or college. So it's hard to explain to them what we are talking Is about. Is it possible
1: just, or have, have experiments been done where like drinking of deuterium depleted water uh, and comparing the results of that to a keto ketogenic diet on cancer? I and mean, that would be... A, you know, the obvious experiment to try to, to prove this link?
0: Uh, I'm not aware of any... Well, the problem with ketogenic diets is that it's not always grass-fed, meaning that those are um, processed food um, or processed fat and or it's coming from animals that are grain fat, so the trim the, the content is, is not as low as natural. And I'm also ketogenic diets and deuterium depleted water are only used in the clinical setting when naturopathic doctors who know about deuterium and they are not consumed up by the pharmaceutical industry and the genomics baloney that is going around nowadays. So um, they they actually use and combine um, deuterium and ketosis. Uh, with with very good results but for that you 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 need to talk to clinicians who apply these i'm i'm the scientist and i'm the teacher who does this work and i do work with doctors but i don't keep those uh cases um in 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 review so i practically just talk to them of how to approach with chemical for example with organic acid tests with some genetic testing to see if there is any metabolic enzyme that is um, knocked out or, or um, diminished in function. And from there, we just go uh, and make predictions how the tumor is regulated in those patients. And then they adjust the diet and they adjust the, the water intake. But, uh, and probably there are, or there will be, Studies very soon because the last paper Dr. Pshomir published, um, he actually uh, measured and published the uh, deuterium content of food items, uh, and uh, they are probably now in the way of combining those twos for those kind of peer-reviewed uh, randomized studies. Um, I don't. I'm not aware of anyone conducting ketogenic natural grass fat ketogenic and deuterium depleted water consumption type of studies let, let,
1: let's let's dig into this a little bit so you're saying that grass is is a lower deuterium than grain is that correct in terms of the source of food
0: um yes um, well uh, grains or corn and 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 various other grains they have by hundred 4,555 ppm duteum. Uh, grass-fed animals, they eat grass that has, in its component, if it's natural of uh, uh, grazing or, or pasture-based grass, it, it has probably 120 ppm. So, and their gut bacteria is always, is, is also able to, because of the very long uh total digestion process. Digestion or gut bacteria are there for toium control and de- deplete your deuterium. So, if you, as long as you consume your natural diet in that sense, and that's what cows eat, uh, grass most of the time. Um, d- their gut bacteria. They have four stomachs um, just to just to 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 get rid of deuterium from grass, and they can do this very efficiently from, from grains. So, and we actually do, did publish a study about this, uh, total mixed ration. That's the cow, the cow feed, and that makes cows sick. And because of the biochemical switch, um, they accum- accumulate the tune with, with liver damage. And <clears throat> that's the difference between processed food or, uh, farm or 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 grain fed animals uh, compared to grass fed animals their their deuterium d- d- levels concentrations in their tissues tissues and their fat is significantly different
1: so are have there been studies that show um the impacts of grass fed versus grain fed ketogenic diets on cancer
0: um they have used ketogenic diets um and with various results, and the results depend on where the fat is coming from. Okay. We, we wrote a paper about this in uh, neuro oncology, which I can send you just so you can actually attach those to to <clears throat> to the to this podcast. Yeah, that that would be interesting to take a look
1: at. Um, so it's not you're you're not you're saying that the grass isn't lower deuterium than the grain, but it's the process of digesting the grass that causes the difference in uh, deuterium.
0: Well, again, the grass how it's composed and what kind of grass, where it's growing, it's it it is it is lower uh, than than grains. Grains is practically starch. If you look at corn, if you look at uh, um, Weed, it's it's starch, okay. so it's sugar. So it always has higher deuterium. Grass has uh, phytochemicals, uh, oils, fat with very low carbohydrate content and concentration. And those are mostly fibers and and proteins. And and the the animal's gut gut and the animal's bacteri- gut bacteria can actually digest those out or retain. Uteum. That's why they have uh, such large poops, and the cow dump is is, is significant simply because the, those are, mostly those are dead bacteria, of undigestible fibers, and and Uteum. Interesting.
1: Um, I want to go back to um, some of the words in your bio that I didn't understand that uh, may or may not be applicable to this. But in your most recent work, you mentioned you're studying nano confinements. Via the quantum destabilization of protons in metabolic water, what what does that mean?
0: So that studies from San Diego, if you have uh, hydrophobic nano meaning that if you make two plates that are hydrophobic as like close as five nanometers, mm-hmm. uh, protons destabilize and uh, they become they produce light and uh, energy for that matter and. Various electromagnetic waves, and this is what they call electromagnetic destabilized. One of the nuclear quantum events that happens in in potentially also in mitochondria, because mitochondria has uh, mitochondria have uh, 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 hydrophobic uh, nano confi- confinements. Those are the cryptate. The you know the Liquid mitochondria is very uh, tight crypts, and this is where this uh, structural waters um uh the quantum destabilization may occur and this is what we use introduce in this particular scenario so so, so maybe just can... bef-
1: before you go on i just want to understand what you mean by quantum destabilization because it's not a term that i've heard so you're talking about uh, an easier emi- putting the protons in this area makes it easier for them to emit photons they have a higher uh or fa- they emit uh, energy faster uh stored energy comes out quicker
0: so they they become uh, waves or they become uh another form of energy they, their matter state is disintegrating and uh that's why they call it uh quantum destabilization it, it works against quantum vacuum Uh, meaning that that's the lowest energy state, uh, even for a proton. And protons can reach that state in these nanoconfinements, hydrophobic nanoconfinements. So there's a hydroxyl group that stays behind once a proton is uh, destabilized. And there's large energy released in the process. And uh, this is what we call the quantum destabilization of mitochondrial nano water in mitochondrial nano confinement uh, how these are uh, involved in biochemical and and uh, uh, mitochondria mitochondria related energy production is still something that we need to determine but the, but the process the mechanism is still um, interesting and uh, described in the scientific literature with great details. And I think that would be also interesting for the readers to kind of get into those um, details if interested. Obviously, those are quantum physics-related issues. Um, so it may be a little bit difficult to understand, but that's, that's what it means practically. Hmm. Well, that would be very interesting to look at as well.
1: Um, uh, we're getting towards the end of our, our time slot here. I just want to understand, um, for, for the, for the listeners, uh, do you have any conflicts of interest in, uh, deuterium depletion industry or sales of deuterium depleted water that you, that you're benefiting
0: from? No, I'm not getting paid or I'm not selling anything in this business. No. Okay. Um. I have so an $80 consultation fee if you book through my website, but that's the, That's the only, um, I'm not benefiting from deuterium depleted water or food in any ways.
1: I appreciate you taking the time to come chat with us today, Dr. Boros. Uh, thank you for, for telling us all about uh, deutonomics. Thank you so much.